0: Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie and you're listening to episode 33 of the Boonie Breakdown Podcast. The podcast where we sometimes cry, we always laugh, we might get a ratchet, but we're forever going to break it down. This week, my guest is Rondell Holder, a.k.a. King Ron the Dawn, a.k.a. the founder of Soul Society 101, and I'm sure most of you guys know about Soul Society 101, and you've probably double-tapped and liked their pictures on Instagram, where they recap and highlight bomb-ass vacation photos that people share with them using their hashtag, um... Ron and Del and I talk about uh, travel tips, some of our favorite destinations, some funny travel stories. But we tiptoe on Ratchet and we get into who exactly pays for the vacation. I mean, I need to know these answers because I have yet to take a vacation. So this is an interesting conversation, so stick around for that in a few minutes. Uh, But now it's time for my pick of the week. And this week's Boonie Pick of the Week is, you know, a social media break. You guys know the last seven days I was on vacation. I was on a cruise and I had no access to internet uh, for probably 97% of that trip. It was fucking amazing not to know anything that was happening in the world. Um, to not get tied into it, to not have to comment or like or double tap or scroll on any pictures. Uh, It was nice not to have to be clever on Facebook, (laughs) Uh, keeping up with my Twitter timeline. It was just fantastic. And I think after doing it for seven days straight, I wish that I could do it like a week out of every month. But I am now going to commit to doing an internet break, mostly social media break, at least one week in a month. Um, it was fantastic. And I kind of text someone like, oh my God, I don't even know how to catch up. And now I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't even really think I care <laughs> to catch up. But it was just great being away from all of the bullshit away from everything and just you know having that great 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 break I did I will admit I did hop on snapchat I believe once or twice and really the one that I remember was because I was in my queen's homeland I was in Barbados so shout out to Rihanna and I just had to say that on snapchat I don't know why but it felt right to do. <laughs> so that was like the only time I was on Snapchat out of the entire seven days, and it was divine So my pledge to you, you guys should try it, even if it's 24 hours, to just take a break from everything, not to hear any news about that fuck nut in office, um, the bullshit we all share on social media to make it look like we're living our best lives. It was nice to take a break from all of it. So I encourage you guys to try it. All right, the housekeeping stuff. Let's get this out the way. I do want to say that since I just mentioned I was on vacation, that I am still responding to all emails and comments and tweets that I receive. So I will respond to them just like I promised I would. So I think I got through email. So I'll hit social media up next. Um, you guys know you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, The Boonie Breakdown. You can follow on Twitter, just Boonie Breakdown, Know the there. Uh, when you're sharing the podcast episode, you can tag us on any of those uh, social media sites, and you can also use the hashtags. The Boonie Breakdown or hashtag podin, P-O-D-I-N. Again, I do not own the hashtag podin. It's part of the podcast and color community. And it's just a great way to be, uh, for you to share and let others know that you like my podcast. I truly am appreciative of all of you for subscribing and listening every week or listening as much as you can. So I know, although I always make this appeal, for you guys to help me get new listeners, I do wanna say I thank each and every one of you who listen every week and the ones who have been with us from the beginning or whether you joined in episode 20, but here we are at episode 33, and I just wanna thank you guys for listening and sharing. And the sharing really does help, especially because there's so many podcasts that people can listen to, and it really helps that, you know, word of mouth is the best resource. So I can say it's dope all day because it's my shit. But when other people say it's dope too, that really helps me. So to you guys, Uh, that's it. So let's get ready to break it down. All right, guys, it's your girl, Boonie, and with me this week, I have one of my homies from Temple. Go Temple, Temple me. See you,
1: motherfucker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have Rondell from Soul Society 101, so welcome to the podcast. What's good? Thank you for having me. Thank you for accepting and being on time. I keep saying that, but I'm hoping people hear it as I send invitations, they know.
1: Listen, I like timeliness. We as a black people have got to do better with the time thing. And I'm not I'm not gonna talk down to people because I'm usually not on time. Oh, no, no, no. But because I have a podcast, I'm like, you know what? I know how this can be. You know what? (laughs) Let me let me test the equipment beforehand. All of that.
0: Yeah, I do all of that. And so (laughs) I feel like my email is so thorough. I'm like, test it out here. It's compatible with this, but you know, stuff happens. Right. I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> I got so let, you.
0: So let me tell y'all, I'm sure y'all all know about Soul Society because we all be on Instagram and we be scrolling and we see the wonderlust and Travel Goal pictures and everybody loves to do it for the gram. So Rondell runs Soul Society and they post people's like bomb ass vacation pictures.
1: Yeah, we be and,
0: talking. You know, y'all do. Y'all do. And I be looking like, oh, I want to go there.
1: I'll be looking like I want to go there. (laughs) That is like, I I tell people all the time I started the page to connect travelers, but I've definitely been inspired by some of the stuff I've seen.
0: I will, because I was like, I like had like a standard list and I feel like most people have those same places. Like no real breakdown. Like, Oh, I want to go to Africa, but no country really in Africa. Like, I just want to go, like, I want to go to London. I want to go here. But people be going to places like Peru, I never even thought that I would want to go there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely been some some stuff where I'm like, yo, I, I guess I knew it existed, but I didn't even know people went there, let alone black people. And then some places that legit I've never heard of, like there's some remote-ass islands that people have been to. I'm like, I got to look this shit up real quick. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I feel like sometimes people get with
0: this whole black travel movement now it's moving into this not all of it but it's like this weird subculture where it's kind of like I'm trying to shit on you because you sitting at your work desk and I'm on this bomb ass (laughs) vacation and like I do it for the gram too I'm not gonna lie like I make a hashtag for every trip so (laughs) I do it too but I do it not like, like let me shit on you but like Look
1: where I went, and I want you to go too. Well, I do it like a little, a little half and half. Like I want to shit on people, I do. I'm not gonna lie. But... No, 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 no. <laughs> you shit it on my whole
0: life on that Italy trip, <laughs> and Italy's like one of my favorite places in the world. And I'm sitting there like, oh, that's y'all just y'all just gonna post up in front of them doors in Florence.
1: Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Listen, the, th- the thing is, um, you know, by nature, like what I do for a day job, I'm a content creator, so I take pride in like creating dope content, whether it's for social media or for websites or for magazines or whatever. So even for my own shit, I'm like, yo, I can't run social society and like not be fired with my own shit. So that's really I put the pressure on myself (laughs) to be like, let me step my shit up because these people out here stunting. Like I gotta let them know I can stunt too. (laughs) Yo, they are stunting. Like I I would say y'all, y'all, you and your wife Y'all did
0: well on that Italy trip because I was really like damn, <laughs> I think I messaged each each of y'all every time y'all posted something on your Insta story. <laughs> like, yep, that's high. Oh, that food
1: look good. <laughs> we tried now. Nah, Italy was was like top three trips of my life. And I had wanted to go forever, but it's just one of those things that I knew I wanted to do like Every fucking part of Italy. So I really held it off until I had the right amount of time and funds to really do it the way I wanted to. Um, no,
0: that's smart. Cause I keep telling people, like I tell people, I've gone twice now. I will forever continue to go there. um But I feel like I could totally do a month in Italy.
1: Yo, we were there for I think thirteen days. That ass was not ready to leave. Like on the last day, we yeah. were still sad. Like, why do we have to go? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just something. It's the food. It's the wine. It's the Amalfi Coast is incredible. The, people the Italian in the Riviera is incredible. Cinque Terre, like I just, I don't know. The only other place I can say that gave me the feels like that was Cape Town.
1: Gotcha. And yeah, but I'm like still Italy is still number one for me. Yeah, Italy, Italy is. I don't know, man. I don't even have words. I was just—it was everything I wanted it to be. Plus some. Plus the food. The the fucking food alone. I was just ready to just. Nothing compares. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like what? Why am I going to eat pasta at home? Why? Why? For it took me easily
0: like nine months before I ate pizza again (laughs) here. Like I, I had never eaten so much pizza, so much pasta, the wine gelato limoncello right. the little limoncello candies yes, like man. i just yeah so if you haven't gone to italy this is a, per, a commercial for you <laughs> <laughs> to get there
1: asap and live your best life i love Italy, man
0: your best life and, and that's i think i tell people all the time they're like oh all the pasta i'm like first of all their food is fresh like it, it didn't feel as heavy as food here right for sure but I i'm like you that. But you do so much walking and exploring that you burn that right off. So,
1: yeah, I mean, Indulge. I, I am, I'm a firm believer in the food outside of the U S is better for you. Like most places outside of the U S like I don't, if you follow me on social media, you know, I'm a, what I call a vegan. <laughs> I started out after watching what the health, which a lot of people didn't was like, Oh, fuck meat, Fuck dairy. All that. Cut it all the <laughs> way out. Um, but then I was like, I had a trip to Jamaica coming up, and I was like, um, I'm going to need my little chicken, <laughs> and I'm going to need my oxtail. And I was like, yo, but when you, legit, like the chicken out there is on the farm. The cows are on the farm. When you see them on the yes. farm, they're like half the size of, of the size that they are in the U.S. because they're not pumping them up with hormones and all that shit, mm-hmm. and, and all the seafood, obviously. So I'm like, I'm going to limit my pesca vegan eating ways to the U.S. and outside of that, um. I just fuck food I like out when I go away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that approach. You're right. Like everything is just so fresh.
1: It's just I don't know. You just don't feel disgusting after you eat. You don't and <laughs> and not to be uh, t- not not to be too TMI, but I'm lactose intolerant too. And even the cheese out there, because you know there's you... cheese and everything. I was good money. Like good. I never had an issue. You...
0: And same TMI, I have sinus issues, so I limit my dairy anyway mm-hmm. just because of the mucus it creates. It doesn't go well with nasal issues. But in Italy, I feel like I had cheese every hour and every the hour, every hour. hour and and it had no blockage. Yep. Like it is, it is quite, it's incredible, but then it's very disgusting when you come back home and like, well, then this is all I have to eat. Like, I don't want to pay $25 for two chicken breasts at Whole Foods. Okay. So I just right i can't so so besides italy like what is your favorite place on earth that you've been to
1: uh i don't have a favorite i could give you a few favorites um okay your top three top three shit can i give you top four top three i'll give you top three outside of italy how about that
0: okay italy
1: Italy's like fucking amazing so outside of that south africa was just Mm -hmm. mind-blowing um I did Joburg in Cape Town. I didn't get a chance to do Durban, but Johannesburg was just like, I told everybody it felt like I was in Brooklyn, like, like, it was the same vibe, like the young or, or most, um, metropolitan cities in the U S that have that young black creative crowd, like DC, um, like the DMV area, Chicago, um. It was just like young black creative energy and people were just out and about and living their best lives. And I was like, I met local people, chilled with local people, went to the bar, went to parties. I was like, yo, Joe Berg is fire. The fashion, everything <laughs> is fire. And then went to Cape Town and it was like the New York to L.A. is what I tell people. Cape Town is just. That's a good description. Yeah, It's just beaches and palm trees and mountain views and all that shit. And I was just like everywhere you turn in Cape Town, you're just like, this can't be real so and yeah Cape Town I felt like it was
0: like you could go on Long Street and it felt like New Orleans a bit mm, you were in like Camps Bay and it felt like Miami but then you had the mountain like it was just Cape Town got a lot of
1: beauty man it's just it really does so South Africa definitely top three um Tokyo Japan was one of my favorite trips of all time too
0: I haven't made it to Asia yet.
1: Yeah, uh, Tokyo. I haven't done a lot of Asia. Um, I I do have an an Asian trip coming up this fall to Thailand and Malaysia. But I think, yeah, Tokyo. I did Tokyo in uh, Beijing, China, which Beijing was trash. So (laughs) never go there if you can. uh, If you can. Oh, um, no. But Tokyo, I love because (laughs) it was just, it's everything you want Tokyo to be like the mega, mega city with super futuristic shit that you're, like, a robot cafe. Like, there's legit a robot cafe. But then you also have the temples that have been preserved and just the still traditional guards still working there from, like, way, way, way back when in their traditional guard. But right next to that is, like, um, Harajuku, which, you know, was where people dress up all Uh, uh, animated and out the box. So it was just, like, it was, like, a sensory overload i guess is the best way to put it and just just the way they they operate it's like the subtleties of tokyo that really blew me away like the train system is the most phenomenal shit i've ever seen in my life i I always see those pictures of like the people
0: packing yeah the people onto the train so so we
1: didn't i went with my little brother we didn't get on that train where it was like od packed, but we saw it but just the efficiency of like they have a place for everyone to put their bags they have like it's just it's just oh, subtleties wow. of of I, the the best way to say it is there's just so much thought put into their society and how they move and how they operate and respect for tradition and other people like the biggest yeah. crossing shinjuku crossing is like an intersection of five streets so like 10 i guess 10 roads of of foot traffic and if you have some shit like okay. that in new york like <laughs> the bow that would have been thrown is every day every yeah. hour every minute but there's such a respect for other people that it's so many lanes of foot traffic and no there's no issue like people just cross it's like thousands of people every light change people cross peacefully that's crazy so i loved i loved tokyo um and then mm. i said three right your third your third oh, shit i can't i can't it's it's hard it's hard okay my third would be grenada but i'm biased because my family's from grenada so um okay that's fair yeah enough, but grenada <laughs> even even people who aren't from grenada though like everyone who i've brought with me that isn't from there um they fall in love with the island just because it is so untouched um because a lot of the caribbean now is very very influenced by uh european standards so the look of it is super touristy, but like Grenada has a rule where you can't even build buildings past a certain height. Past uh, uh. Yeah. So it's like every, you can see all the landscape in the mountains. They have rainforest. They have an underwater sculpture park that you can um, snorkel to or dive to.
0: I've seen that. Yeah, that
1: shit was definitely one of the top experiences of my life. Like seeing that, psh, crazy. Now, how far under the water is that? It is. It's. It's far off from the coast. I don't know how deep it is, but um, people do dive down there. I'm not a diver, so I snorkeled and I could see it clearly from the top. So I don't know if that's any indication okay. for people who know diving shit, but <laughs> it's it's clear enough okay. that you can see it from the top, though.
0: Yeah, because you know, black folk, a lot of black folk don't yeah, swim. So... And I, I
1: can kind of sort of swim. I'm not like a, I'm definitely not a strong swimmer where I'm like, I'm jumping off a boat in the middle of the ocean. That is not the kid <laughs> at all oh
0: okay we did in uh carousel we did the aqua safari Uh this is a few years ago and like (laughs) i just am fearful of the ocean like i'm way more comfortable with my swim abilities in a pool that's me that's me too um but the ocean i i really don't fuck with the ocean and so like they wanted you to come off this pier and maybe swim out like seven or eight (laughs) feet and I was like, nah. <laughs> and so it was like me and this other girl. Like I, I was like, okay, I, I got in the water, but I was scared to let go of the like, the mm-hmm. the ladder. And they're like, you have to like come over because you have to like go underwater and like come up into oh, the little scooter I- I thing. Oh yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I talking about. And I was like, oh hell to the nah. So they like for me and this other girl, they had to like come to the shore and bring it. <laughs> <laughs> I do not trust myself Listen,
1: in the ocean. I just... Same. Like, my big black ass, they, of course, in the Caribbean, like, these motherfuckers is jumping off of boats left and right. So they're looking at me like, right? you grown ass <laughs> man, you got this little kid jumping off the boat and you're not, I'm like, nope. And, you, and I don't care if you judge me. Like, you can say whatever you want. I don't care. And
0: I, I always say, like, when I get to big baller status and I got my little yacht going to Capri in Italy, like, I want to take a video to post on Instagram jumping off, but I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> I told... I,
1: well, so, I've never, so, I've never officially had a uh, swimming lesson, so I told myself, before I get to that status, because I'm claiming that status, that big baller jumping off a yacht Yes. Yes. Um, I, I, I told myself that I have to take swimming lessons to really build up my confidence, because...
0: I'm going to take another set. I did take another set. I took them... This might have been two or three years, maybe longer, actually, Um, adult swim classes. And it it was good. It really made me feel more comfortable in a pool. So I feel like I need to go to, like, the advanced yeah. class where they did not
1: move out of, like, 15 See, the
2: feet.
1: Thought, the thought <laughs> of that shit freaks me out. It's like...
2: I, 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 I know I have to get
1: there. I know I have to get there. But the thought of it... Like, it's literally the fear of not being able to feel the ground because i can sw- i'm me too, Like one and i can swim in like seven feet and i can keep swimming for like a good minute or two and be good but the okay. moment i know in my head that the water is like a good 10 15 feet i mean the the um ocean floor is like 10 15 feet from under me i start panicking and i'm like hell nah yeah <laughs> I almost, I, I
0: almost did that in the swim class. Because, like, he made us, like, come out and we weren't paying attention. Like, we were floating or something. I don't know. Or treading water. And the moment I looked over and realized, oh, he tricked us. We in eight feet. Like, I was like, he's like, you were fine literally a second ago. And I'm like, I know yeah, it now. It, I know. It's so
1: But, in, yeah. in, and another thing that made me feel like, all right, Rondo, you're simple and you're trash is, like, when I went to Turks and Caicos, they had this no that's like all the time people be like you're so dumb. I'm like I'm trash because they had this um catamaran in <laughs> Turks and Caicos that took you out Turks and Caicos got some of the most beautiful water and None yo those pictures, the ca- yes. but the catamaran has a fucking um water slide that you go you swirl down the slide and it drops you into the ocean and these people were nope. no <laughs> These people were, like, going four or five times. And I was like, yo, that looks so fun. But, you know, because I can't. <laughs> Can I get a life
2: vest?
0: <laughs> Let me tell you, this one time I went, we we were on a cruise. We stopped in Haiti. And we had signed up for a jet ski. So I thought it was going to be, like, really, like, low-key. We're just playing around. This, they take us in a room and show us this video. And it's like, you've signed up for the high speed jet ski. I said, what? <laughs> 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 we get out, everything was fine. I was like, okay, it's not that bad, but you were by yourself. And we had to stay in like mm-hmm. a straight line. They took us so far from the shore. Like we didn't even see the ship mm-hmm. no more. I said, we didn't see the nope. coast. I said, nah, we too <laughs> far a new, a
2: new and you were it's going
0: so nice. <laughs> We were going so fast, and you're by yourself. I swear, like, the first 20 minutes, the grip I had on that jet ski, (laughs) man, listen. And I I, I have to get my whole life together. Like, I just, the ocean just terrifies me. Thankfully, we did have Mm -hmm. a life vest. And it was like, okay, after 30 minutes of it, it was like, all right, ain't nobody falling (laughs) off. We good. That's the (laughs) thing about activities
1: like that. By the time you build your confidence, that should be over, though. (laughs) It's over, yeah. Because then it was like, all right, we turned around. And I was like, all right, let's hit this shit now. And then it was
0: like, oh, we done? Damn.
2: Hilarious.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I am I promise that if I ever have children, they will know how to swim. And they will yeah, not have that here. fear. I mean, my,
1: my kids are going to be in swimming lessons from early. Like, them babies that be in the pool, learn how to swim. That's going to be my kids. Because yes. I, I just hate that I miss out on so many experiences like that, or don't feel as comfortable to fully dive into those experiences um, because of that fear. Like that's why.
0: Agreed. Agreed. So I mentioned you, you're married, you go on vacations, right? But you got a wife. I know it's a little different, but for everybody out there, if you're on Twitter or at least on black Twitter, you always hear these stories <laughs> of so and so getting uh,
2: flown out.
1: <laughs> is that a thing? On, is that a thing on Black Twitter? Like uh, I, me and Twitter have a love hate relationship. I start using it and then I stop for like months. So is that is that a recent topic?
0: It is it, it, like it's been happening. Oh, okay. It's a it's reoccurring like thing topic. where people, yeah, like people they you know they hook up and I will be honest with my listeners. I've been flown out, and I've been, tra- and I've been trained up. I've been on the Amtrak. Okay, so <laughs> I'll be honest, but people always end up with like these horror stories about how either they, the person, only booked them a one way oh, ticket, and then the thing goes sour, and then they stranded, and they can't get home. Like it's always this crazy Damn, that's story crazy. that's
1: really crazy that's scary
0: isn't it crazy and so i was thinking about that like okay you you actually have a bay. like mm-hmm. this is not some like twitter thing but y'all decide like are we gonna go on a vacation which for me would be a big deal because i have yet mm-hmm. to vacation with a man so that would be a big deal for me like what would you th- like what are the rules of etiquette there is it like we're going dutch you pay for the flights i pay for the hotel like, or I'm paying for everything. Like, how would you say what would be your I think, rules to that?
1: I to think the first the vacation? First, before anyone travels together, because I think a lot of the, the rules outside of sex that apply with a vacation are the same rules <laughs> that apply with friends. You just have to have that open conversation. And if you can't have a real conversation with someone about money and expectations and stuff like that, you probably shouldn't be traveling with them. So... I think you should talk mm. it through like, hey, you know, let's go away. Whoever brings it up, come come up with some ideas. If y'all start talking about budget, make it clear from there who's expected to pay because I know there are a lot of women who expect a man to pay for everything. Um, and I actually did a poll on this mm-hmm. on uh, Soul Society's Instagram page and the comments really blew me away. I put the poll up because uh, it just came up in conversation, but some women um, expected the guy to pay for everything. Some women expected him to pay for, like, majority of stuff, like the big ticket items, like plane and hotel, and she might cover, you know, some excursions or meals or whatever. And then uh, some women expected to go half and half, which was interesting, too. So I'm like, it really depends on the couple. I think, talk about it. I think no... Your money dynamics. Like, if a guy is making two, three times as much as the woman is making, then, yeah, maybe you should. But you should be having that conversation.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel like it's the same. Like, I guess almost like you said the same way with a date. Like, if I asked you to go on a trip, then I feel like I would be the person
1: responsible. I don't think you should make that assumption, though. Because, I like, here's the thing. I would, I would but invite... But yeah, I was like... Like, before I got married, I would invite a woman to go somewhere. But it was never a thought in my head that I'd be paying for everything. Ever. Yeah, but you know what interesting. I... Interesting. You
0: know? Like, but I would say, like, you need yeah. to bring some spending money because if I got us there, then you need to pay. But again, I wouldn't assume. I would say, all right, mm-hmm. I got the flights and hotel. Listen,
1: shit shit gets tricky because... <laughs> I don't know. Shit gets tricky. I just think you have to talk it through because, like, I... I, I also realized that it was a regional thing too. Like a lot of people who were from the North and Northeast mm. kind of expected the let's go half or at least split it up somehow. A lot of, pe- a lot of people that were more Southern um, were expecting that the man would pay. So that's something that I noticed too. I think it might be a part of like how you, you know grew up and what you've observed.
0: Now that's interesting because I do think I think if I was just we were laying on the couch and we were like oh we should take a trip I feel like that expectation like we each just mm-hmm. pay for ourselves like <laughs> but yeah that's interesting yeah that I mean the southern
1: I, I think people expect and not everybody me. obviously but that's definitely the way you but um yeah, yeah I think you gotta talk about that shit because a lot of guys also feel like listen you I'm I'm. Pain for you to go on this trip then you're automatically supposed to give up that box so that's a conversation you gotta have
2: too <laughs>
0: yeah. <And you> know, <laughs> yeah i mean they expect i was gonna say they expect that if you buy dinner so if you they
1: buy oh, a trip listen, you know guys, what they expect some, you know some what guys, to i'm not gonna put all my brothers down but some guys expect it from a drink <laughs> or two at a party so if you're talking about Hundreds potentially a thousand plus for a trip. Then uh make sure you make sure you're clear on what what the conditions yeah. are. That
0: <laughs>
1: oh girl, go on your period. <laughs> I don't mean anything for some people. Look,
2: that get you a towel. Either. You don't even got to
1: pay for that towel. Get you a towel from the bathroom. You'll be all right. <laughs> My girl, this ain't
0: even nice. us. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's hilarious. So, like, do you watch the show nah, Master of None? You
1: see know what I'm saying? I'm oh, okay. It's to, like Netflix, shit like that. Like, that people be so disappointed in me. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I actually didn't watch it either, but it, I was. Um in New York and I, I yeah I was in New York and I was waiting for my friend to like shower and stuff and so I was on her Netflix and I was like mm-hmm. everybody been talking about this and so while she was like getting ready I like banged through like three episodes or whatever and then I came home and like binged it but it was the episode on there where the guy takes for their like date they go to like a overnight to Nashville but it was like their mm-hmm. like third or fourth date which I thought was actually kind of a to cool go, idea. You mean
1: early on in the dating situation?
0: <laughs> like, like, yeah, like it was like early on in the dating scene. Now again, I don't know if I would actually do that, but I did think it was cool <laughs> to watch on TV. But I think if a guy did do it, like, I would be so shocked. Like, oh sure, but definitely send in my yeah. pin location to everybody. Like, you don't know if somebody know where I'm at, but date, but
1: I mean, I'm trying to think. Have I? I don't think I don't think I've gone on a trip with anybody, like, like uh, dating or friend or anything like that, that early in knowing them. I think it's always been a minute because I don't know. I just, I think I've just had bad experiences with like roommates and shit that have taught me a lot. That I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I got to yeah. really know somebody before I take that step.
0: I'll say I take mm-hmm. my travel really seriously, and so the bit like I just really get. I, I'm just—I'm really careful of who I travel with, and um, like my biggest pet peeve is like after you go somewhere, or someone finds out you booked a the trip. They're like, "Oh, why didn't you tell me?" It's like I don't like you. It's not only that.
1: It's not only. <laughs> but you can't no, you say that to is, it's not only that you don't like someone, but it's also like not everybody that you're cool with is someone you travel with. You know, like you can be cool. Yeah, you can be cool that with somebody, but. Traveling, tra- I tell people, traveling like fast forwards a relationship. So you can be cool and have chill with somebody 20, 30 times and then you go away with them and it's like, you leave that trip like, yo, I really don't fuck with them anymore because it's just no, it's real <laughs> shit. It's like you deal with money in a way you might not have ever dealt with it before. You're in each other's space over an ex- extended period of time in a way that you might not have ever done before. Even if you've gone out or hung out by by each other's spots. You know what I'm saying? Like five seven days with somebody in the same room is intense
0: it is it is very intense and i would say that that money part you said that is crucial because i think traveling with somebody outside of getting to know their habits and things that irk your nerves you really get to Mm -hmm. see people's relationship with money and i feel like that besides personality can affect a trip Way much like when I'm on a trip, I don't want to be thinking about a budget necessarily. Now I'm not going crazy, but I'm not going to sit somewhere nickel and dime. Like I'll always be like, "Bitch, (laughs) I'm in Paris. This is an experience. Like so, I'm gonna spend the money." (laughs) So it kills me when somebody is sitting there like, you know, they broke, but they won't speak up, and then they get an attitude like, "Now I'm broke. I couldn't afford this shit, but I did it." Like it's a real thing.
1: Like that's people. People are. Very different with money on trips. And it's even, and what's crazy is some people who spend normally at home can go on a trip and all of a sudden be clutching, you know, super tight. And you be thrown off guard like, Bro, we, was, Yo. we was chilling. We was just turning up and buying drinks. But now you come out here and you acting like you can't just get a regular fucking meal. Like, calm down. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> You have six
0: Chanel bags and now you're going to sit here and nickel and dime about this afternoon tea. Like, that's not
1: what we're going to do. Yeah. That's not what um, we're going to do. It's, it's real. That is it's real. a word, I've too. I've seen a lot of friendships deteriorate. So, I've had, I've personally had a friendship deteriorate from a trip that went bad. Um, and maybe, and that's someone that I, I knew for know. like 10 plus years. So I think I, I think that's why I'm extra particular about who I travel with.
0: Yeah, I I I learned after one trip that it's certain people that I'll take for mm-hmm. a lazy beach vacation. And it's certain people that work really well for me with the like, okay, we only got four days in Rome. What are we gonna do? Yeah, we gotta hit the ground too. running every day. Like so I feel like that was really crucial for me. And I was happy that that happened mm-hmm. early for me in my travel career. So it wasn't like now I know, like, look, I ain't gonna ask her to go to Iceland, but we can go exactly. to no, I feel you. carousel I together. Because <laughs> that's
1: another, well, you that's another I- thing that gets that no, good. Um, trips people up too is like some people are like travel there's also there's also the difference between travel and vacation. And some people when they go away want it to just be vacation. Which is mm. cool. Like, there's nothing wrong with vacation going somewhere and literally just chilling and taking interviews and doing nothing else. But for me, when I travel and I go to like somewhere metropolitan or somewhere that has experiences that I don't have at home, I want to get out and do that shit. Like, I'm not trying to lay up all day because what's the, I could have laid up at much. home. I could have taken the days off and laid up in my crib or, you know, worst case scenario, get a hotel in my city and save on. Save on the flight, so
0: yeah. Like you know I I'm did not spend thirteen hours
1: on a plane like, to lay up in
0: a hotel. <laughs> oh, yeah, have you ever man. done first class yet? I've been,
1: I've been oh, upgraded. Oh, that's like um, my
0: next thing. Yeah, like I've I've for like a long
1: flight a few times because of my status with a few different airlines. Um, that shit feels real good, and uh, m- like Kes be passing me, looking at me like, "Oh, how he got here?" And I'd be looking at them like, "Yep." <laughs> No, I do that shit all the time. I be salty as fuck. Like, let me take this old dry-ass blanket and go to coach. Let me tell you this. Once you fly first class, it is so painful to fly coach. Like, it is so painful because you just, you're in coach with, like, I'm tall, so my knees are in the seat in front of me and someone wants to recline and now I'm like, the the seat back is in front of my face. The person next to me is annoying because they're too close and doing some weird stuff. And I'm just like, man, I remember that time when I was in, <laughs> I was in first class. You ain't
0: lying. And I've read at work that um, there is some relief potentially coming to coach and that the Congress is trying to make the mandate to the airlines that they need Yo. to increase the Yo. width of the seats again. <laughs> Um. so right yeah so like right now like the average mm-hmm. width is like 31 inches which is nothing so they're trying to get them to take yo, it back up to, to at like, least 35 long inches long distance
1: flights most of the time they'll give you the extra leg room and the extra width and a more um like plush cushion but there have been mm-hmm. some flights that I got on a discount that I got on the flight and I was like yo it oh, literally sh- felt like you were sitting on <laughs> cement and I'm like they,
0: they gotta do better than yes them. I was so I I hopped on that Dubai Christmas deal a few years ago like all of the world and we got lucky because when we were going to Abu Dhabi the plane was <laughs> empty as shit <laughs> so I had a wow. whole four seat road to myself stretched out like yeah coming <laughs> back we was packed on that bitch <laughs> I was mad as shit. Like, God. It was so tight. I'm, I can't wait. Oh, my to God. I was
1: like. I can just fly first class I, on a regular basis. I'm nowhere near balling. So my experience is always because of a connect or because I got, like I said, status with some airlines. But, yo.
0: Yeah. I've only done it, like, domestically. <laughs> and it was a short flight. And I get pissed. <laughs> but I I want a long haul with the lay flat bed. Like, I want a trip like that. And I'm going to do that. Maybe Yo, for, like, I my 35th like, birthday you seen or something. Have those prices,
1: though? Every. <laughs> that's what that's I'm like, like damn. That's, thing is, it's like, that's the whole trip. <laughs> I, I, I can't bring myself to splurge on it only because I can't stop thinking this could be three or four other trips in the same one trip. Right? Right. I- that's and I was so upset
0: because like one of my coworkers is getting married, and they're he was mad was casual about it, but I'm like oh you know where's the honeymoon and he's like oh we're flying to L A. we're gonna do a couple days in L A. and then we're gonna fly to Bora Bora yeah. and they got the lay flats I'm like mad hating. and then he's like yeah then we come back to L A. and then we fly to Hawaii I'm like. <laughs> I was like, y'all got the lay flats for that too. Pain, but I can't, I can't hate <laughs>
1: it. Everybody, everybody who can live that life, I am so happy for you. I just, I just wish I could. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna get there one day.
0: But it is salty as fuck because I hate those big international planes. They don't even no. show you really first class. You walk in in business class the, and you yo, still be hating like, the other day that I that. like yo, how come I don't see first class
1: anymore? Yo, you don't even get the same entrance. Yeah, you crazy. You don't
0: first class go in that front door.
1: Yo, yo <laughs> economy, y'all go in that back like one back there. Don't it, don't. <laughs> y'all, y'all, just, y'all, gotta go in the other entrance in the back.
0: <laughs> I I peeped that when I was going to um Abu Dhabi because I was like, because I we were on Etihad and I was like, <laughs> man, this first class mad regular looking like. And then somebody was like, oh, the stewardess was like, oh, no, this is business class. I was like, oh. And then I was like, oh, dang, it is another curtain up there. And it was mad closed. Like, don't even look in here. <laughs> yeah. So one day I'm a one of them 16 yeah, hour I mean, flights. I'm going Jesus. My first to
1: Thailand um, is my first trip where I'll be first class um, for a long, like a really, really long flight. Cause I think Thailand is like sixteen hours from New York, Yes. So I'm looking forward to that. You know I'm gonna be stunting all on the ground every thirty know. minutes. I'm gonna be like, y'all see me stretched out? <laughs> you should. I'm a, <laughs> and I'm a messenger ass too. <laughs> and
0: mm-hmm. like, you know the thing too, y'all get different meals in first class, right? So when we were when I went to Africa, I was just doing like a walk and like stretching my legs, and I was standing waiting <laughs> for the bathroom, and I'm like. What the, what the flight attendant right. over there eating? Because she Yo, had like a real plate give you, and it was like shrimp and stuff. And I was like, class. oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard clink, clink, clank, And I'm like, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. what you eating? And she was like, oh, this yep. is the first class meal. They had yep. shrimp and yep. ravioli. I happy, said, well, that's
1: uh, something. <laughs> that's a, I had lamb chops one time. I had um, some shrimp. I had all kinds of amazing... Then you open <laughs> up
0: our little like, aluminum foil you know, container. You don't even know say, what the meat like is. Like, what is look, this? Looking like white dog food. <laughs> like, like what? What is this? i you, oh,
1: once okay. you do it, it's okay. like
0: it's like sort of
1: what I, I think a celebrity high is when you're a celebrity and like everyone knows your name, everyone knows your songs. You fall glory. That's what I feel like. That's what I feel like. It's uh, like like y'all don't even know how I used to be, man. And when I was in first class
2: yeah
1: that's a good analogy
0: <laughs> I don't even I, I you know you're right I can't do that shit until I can afford to maintain it cause I'm gonna be pissed as shit and then two what about your would you ever
1: leave you fuck ever on a group would you do a, I would you, easily. <laughs> I'm like alright y'all well actually I think it's happened before if I think about it um I've definitely, I've definitely had to leave my wife and she, but you know, we we discussed it. I did, I did, I did, I did.
2: You left your wife?
1: But we discussed it. So the thing (laughs) is, she knew like the airline that we were flying on, I had status, she didn't. And I was like, yo, you know, the last few trips, they've been upgrading me. So I don't know if it goes down, how would you feel? And you know, you know, nigga, personally, so you know she's a firecracker. I was expecting her to be like, no, yeah, you need to sit your ass with me." But she was like, "Nah, if you got it, if they upgrade you, then cool." And it happened, and I was like, "You feel- sure?"
0: <laughs> oh, just you wait, wait, wait till that first time you really piss her off, and she was like, "Remember that bullshit ass trip?" And yeah, like, set up I, in first
1: you know, class like with her because it's, it's the wife. I felt bad for um for like two seconds, but for everybody else, nah, man. I'm gonna see y'all when we
0: get there. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to us like she wasn't in my like direct group, but like when we went to Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. it was like a larger group of people went to. And so one of those girls, when we walked on the plane, <laughs> she was already sitting in business class, and I walked by her salty as fuck like, "Oh hey, hey girl." <laughs>
1: She was like, oh, "Aha, <laughs> sipping on her champagne." I was like, "This Listen, is some I, bullshit." I, I have no I've earned this life, you know what I'm saying? Like, fly traveling is exhausting. I tell people that all the time. Like, yes, it's fun and luxurious, but when you do it, I do it for it my day job, and I do it for my personal life, and I do it for Soul Society, which is an, uh, my business. So I do a lot of traveling. So I've earned them flights. I've earned them hotel upgrades. I've earned all that shit. So I'm going to enjoy it. And if you're mad then you could be mad <laughs> i i'm not even
0: mad you can <laughs> be mad i'm not mad at you because i would do the same thing because that's how i ended up getting um global entry because one of yeah, <laughs> my a, traveling yeah, buddies <laughs> was like oh bitch i'm not waiting for you at customs and
2: i'm like what?
0: <laughs> She's like, you better get this, cause I will leave. I'm like, oh, 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 alright. So she was like the first. I had never even heard of that until uh-huh. she got it. So that had to be like 2014 or so. So she was like, we go away in a couple of months. So you better get it. I was like, oh, alright. <laughs> but then I turned around to the same thing to my friend. So
1: yeah, listen. Every each one teach one. You know what I'm saying? Like we all we all got to get there we came back from barcelona i was like
0: yeah i'll wait for you on the other side (laughs) she was like oh you're not gonna stand in the line i'm like you see this line no
1: no i'm
0: walking around i'm using my privileges i paid
1: you paid and you earned that shit so listen you can't let people hold you back you gotta pull people forward you know what i'm saying i want you come forward if you live your best life
0: so I think everybody that I at least travel with now that I could just call out, be like, girl, you see this airfare? Let's book it. They all got global entry now. So gotcha. as a crew we sat, but we need to get them miles up so we can get in that first class. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I'm not loyal to one airline. So I think that's the problem. Like oh, I need
1: to. No, no, no. I'm super loyal. Like if it's domestic flights, domestic or domestic and caribbean i only go back and forth between two airlines really one like there was a year and change when i was on one then i redeemed my points and all the upgrades and stuff and then i switched over to another one and i'm kind of focused there but that's the only way to do it so anytime i have a trip for work i'm booking on an airline if i'm going somewhere on my own i always check if they go first um before i look at another airline even if it's like 10 15 20 dollars more because Mm
2: -hmm. when you're
1: loyal to these these airlines they really pay attention to that and so you might not even realize it but you know by the end of the year you got a free trip like i've been yeah yeah i've been to jamaica for free i've been to grenada for damn near free um and i've been upgraded in mad times so
0: yeah i'm gonna um
1: Loyalty, I'm not trying to loyalty, do it, but, I think, loyalty. It's... Loyalty. Hey, we're but I, I think it's easier for
0: y'all in New York because y'all get all of the y'all got all those airlines up there, like, y'all have oh. every airline.
1: Do not every airline comes out of the DMV area? Well, I mean, we split like, you got
0: Dulles, you got BWI, and you got um, what's the other one, Reagan. Mm-hmm. I prefer BWI. I'll go to Reagan, but I fucking hate Dallas. And I feel like it's just so far for me. Gotcha. But they do have a they have a nice selection of more like international um airlines
1: there. Gotcha.
2: But well, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, loyalty
1: is the name of the game for sure. If you want to get that upgrade life, pick and and I was strategic about it too. Like I know the places that I like to go um on a regular basis. Cause I'm definitely like a repeat. Traveler, like there's some people who don't repeat places just to say that they've been to X number of countries. And I'm not that person at all. Like I've gotcha. been to I've been to Grenada as an adult, not just on some kid family stuff. As an adult, um three, four times, Barbados like three times, Jamaica like three times, um, South Africa. I'm going back to for the second time in three years. Um, oh nice and Italy I will easily go next year even though I just went last year. So like I I if I love somewhere I'll go back. Um so I was strategic. I was like okay, where are the places that I'm really interested in? Let me see which airlines fly direct to there and that's how I pick my loyalty.
0: Yeah, it's nothing for me like I'll always um the last couple times that yeah, cuz I have been on a little hiatus this year from travel, but the last couple times, I've hopped on the Amtrak, which was nice leaving out of Newark because the Amtrak stops right there at their airport, mm-hmm. and then hopped right on their little tram into the terminal. I've done the same going to JFK, yeah. which is crazy. Like I will bypass Philly's airport and leave out of a New York airport.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, New York definitely, in terms of travel, got on unlock in terms of international destinations. That's, yeah. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the biggest hub in the Northeast, so... Do what you yeah do. it's you know i would be on that Amtrak click <laughs>
0: um like what because like yeah our flight to Barcelona was like out of Newark was only like three forty dollars nice. yeah but sounds- running out of
1: ball, yeah running out of this area was like a thousand right sometimes it's just worth it I've I've done it too I've done um when I went to Iceland and Amsterdam the flight there was a flight deal with wild air and Iceland air it was like 199 out of Boston yeah, out of New York it was like $100 more or $200 more I was like mm, Boston is a quick ass ride up I'm gonna just roll up real quick so I did got there it was like a 10 minute ride from the airport I mean from the train station to the airport got to the airport it was super easy and I saved mad money so
0: yeah I'm like and I didn't mind wild air they were cool yeah, I flew yeah, them to Iceland simple. too mm-hmm. yeah I would fly them again so alright before we wrap up I feel like we did this already. So no, I'm gonna scratch that. I'm gonna edit this out actually. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing that I feel like um that I feel like I'm always on the outside of this conversation. What's your option? What would be your
1: preference? Hotel or Airbnb? Um hmm. That's a good question. It depends, I think. It depends on the city, and it depends on what the options look like, like the destination. What the options look like for Air, for Airbnbs or like apartment rentals, my first thought is always safety. Like I want if it's a destination that I feel like in general is safe, I, mean, mm-hmm. I will usually lean towards that just because I can save money. Typically, because um, I always have this thought of like, "Yo, what if this person who owns this place is setting me up?" or um, or just even having to go back in. Like typically hotels are in an area that's well lit and you know, central. So you it's you know hard to get lost. You can always tell someone I'm at the XYZ hotel and yeah. you know exactly where it is. With a Airbnb or a home rental, you might be in a cut. You know, you might be up a hill <laughs> in the back alley, and if the place ain't safe, that could set you up for some disastrous stuff. So that's usually my first thought, and then Um, But I like luxury shit So Mm. I like like the high thread count Sheets of a hotel And like And and people pampering you And service and being able to Ask questions any time of day And always knowing like Someone is there if you need anything If you're starving in the middle of the night You know exactly who to call to get your food Or room service or shit like that So it goes back and forth It just depends on what kind of trip it is
0: Yeah, I usually just always like a hotel. Like, I like room service. I like maid service. (laughs) Like, I like all that shit that I'm not going to get at home. And sometimes an Airbnb might have a cleaning service come through Mm -hmm. or something. But, yeah, I like fresh towels every day. Make my bed every day. Like, I hate those hotels now. Like, save the towels and help with... No, I throw them shits (laughs) on the floor.
1: Give me new ones. (laughs) I just had someone try to pressure me into that the other day. Like... No, no, nope. wash my shit, and I want fresh towels and fresh sheets <laughs> when I come in here. Um, every, every day, every day, and yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I go back and forth because, for example, like when I went to Barbados for the first time, um, the hotels were like I went for a crop over, and the hotels were crazy expensive, really? crazy expensive. Oh. And then we looked up, it wasn't Airbnb, but like the equivalent, um, it was like Home Away, I think, a UK, a UK mm-hmm. brand. and it was like half the cost maybe. And and we got communal living space because it was a crew. That's the other perk of an Airbnb. If you go with a group, sometimes you get like a living room or That's even outdoor space to have a barbecue or something like that. Um, so I don't know. It just depends. Depends on what the vibe is.
0: Yeah, my first time doing one was actually when we went to South Africa. And so like the first part of I stay in Cape Town... We were in a hotel, but then like you said, a group of us came, like my friend and some of her colleagues came and met us, um, in Cape town. And so we rented this bomb ass Airbnb in Camps Mm -hmm. Bay and that shit was nice. Like you said, the stunt, (laughs) um, but yeah, I wish like if we went back, um, to go like in summer because they had like a private pool, it was just really dope. But since it was winter when we went, we weren't getting in that pool. Yeah, so, I feel you. but yeah, I'm I'm like, give me give me all the perks
1: of a hotel. Yeah, I love I love the perks, and I love not having to think too much because you you're already. I mean, if you're an active traveler, you're already thinking about all the stuff you want to do and get into and mapping stuff out. If you can relieve one thought of like how I'm gonna clean my shit or how I'm gonna get back or. Am I gonna get lost? Cause I, I hate getting lost. That I hate yes. getting lost. So if I can tell someone, yo, and oh my God. Especially in countries like Barbados, we <laughs> the first year the the um the home we rented was super easy because it was like on St. Lawrence Gap, which is the main strip, and it was like the first house. So the directions on the site said tell them the first house right next to the church. Easy. The next year hey. we were like I don't even know what part of the island, but it was more people, so we had to go further for a bigger house. It was a nice house and everything, but literally the directions, because there's no major street names outside of, you know, the streets in town and then the months, but everything yeah. else is like, so you're gonna make a left at the rock and go around a roundabout, get off the third exit in a roundabout, keep going till you see the school. Then when you see the school <laughs> and I'm not lying to you, this is legit the directions you have to give people. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. So that's another thought that comes into mind for me with um, making a selection. Because like I said, a hotel, you say the name.
2: It is easy, yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know, I learned that too when we stayed, we went to Bermuda. I actually did Home Away there mm-hmm. too when you mentioned it. And <laughs> as you say, it was on our our little house. We were on this like main road, but it was terrible when we were trying to get like to a popular area on Mm -hmm. the island. Like we couldn't get a cab to save our life. Like, I'm like, are we just going to start walking on this road? Cause we got like, we had done the trip enough times. I'm like, I know if we walk to the left, like we'll head that way. Maybe we can find a cab.
1: That's island life too. Like we, we take it for granted living in a big city, how easy it is to navigate. Um, there's streets everywhere but yo the caribbean and again my family's from the island so it's it's legit like go about the roundabout and then when you come around you're gonna see the church and when you see the church ask you're gonna see a man on the left selling coconuts when you ask him he gonna tell you and then and you're like wait you try to really capture all this information about how you supposed to get there and how you supposed to get back it's it's a lot, like the coconut. Okay.
2: okay. <laughs> no legit.
1: There's a there's a video there's a video that shows just how crazy it is, and I die laughing because it's exactly how it sounds. And they be so serious when they give you these directions. They be dead <laughs> ass serious.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> that's funny. So all right. Well, damn. It's been an hour already.
2: Yeah. Well. And shit. Any last
1: thoughts? Um. Shout out to having me on the podcast, the TU Connection and Ooh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> so tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs, on social media. Um, if you want to follow me and my personal travels and all the things I get into, it's King Ronda Don. It's T H E. Because people always ask me, is it King Ronda Don? Because they're so used to people smelling shit. And oh, magic, yeah. But it's King Ron The Don um, on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. And then Soul Society is S O U L Society on Instagram and Soul Society 101 on Twitter and Facebook. Got it. So make sure. Sh- get, your, get your travel inspiration. Feel free to connect with people, ask questions. Oh, me- you
0: know what was so dope, too? And I, this is totally kind of like not about anything related, but. During, like, one of the hurricanes, like, one of his followers, like, sent Rondell like, help us get off of St. Martin. And it, like, worked. Like, it worked.
1: Yo, that, thank you for bringing that up. (laughs) That was, no, that was the most, that was the most monumental shit that's ever happened for me through that platform. That is crazy. Yo, she sent me a DM, um, She had commented on a photo at first, but there's so many comments that I can't really keep up. So she sent me a DM. I wasn't following her, so the DM didn't even come through. I just happened to be sorting through, like, the requested Mm -hmm. DMs or whatever. And I saw her message, and I was like, oh, wow, I'm so sorry to hear it. Is there anything I could do? And she was like, literally, if you could just put the word out there, like, that's all we need is to put the word out there. And so I posted it. Someone, I guess a reporter or, no, a producer from CNN found it and DM me like, hey, can you connect me with the person who stranded on the island? I was like, Whoa, wow, okay. Connected them. She um was able to get on CNN and a few other media outlets, I guess, as a result from that. Because, you know, once you're on a big yep. platform, a bunch of smaller platforms will pick it up. And that kind of stuff just applies pressure to the government, to media, to... People who are empowered are like, yo, we're going to keep telling this story and make you look terrible if you don't help us. And unfortunately, it has to get to that point for people to really take you seriously, even in a tragedy. But I was so happy to hear that me putting it out there connected some dots and was able to get her friends back because they were stranded in St. Martin. Like they're on vacation she was there too, but she happened to leave the day before the hurricane. I,
0: I remember reading that and I was like, and then when I saw it on like the root.com or somebody, I saw it like it's an article and I was like, oh snap, those are the girls
1: that Rondell share, which was yo. I, I, insane. And 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 I could have easily written it off like, well, there's nothing I can do because literally I felt helpless, but I was like, well, you know, it's no harm in putting it up.
0: And look what happened. And she probably saved so many people because someone that my mom knew was stuck on St. Martin as well. And I want to say she was probably on the same military plane that ended up rescuing the girls that you shared. Um, Because she posted the picture on her Facebook page of them on the military plane. And she made a joke like... um, Commercial airlines should just have a setup of a military plane. She's like, We're not complaining about legroom. Like, she made a joke about it, which was kind of
1: funny. But I thought that was so dope. Yeah, that was definitely hands down the best thing. The best thing that could have ever, like, if nothing else ever comes out the platform, which I don't hope that's the <laughs> case. <I hope> my- <laughs> But if nothing else, I mean, that that was just a beautiful moment. That yeah, I'm that was really, really dope. Happy.
0: And so I'm like, I'm scheduled, and Royal Caribbean says we're still sailing, um, to go away this weekend, um, leaving out of Puerto Rico. And so hopefully I won't need to send any SOS messages leaving, to you.
1: Leaving out of Puerto Rico? Yeah,
0: so... Are you kidding me? Yeah. So Royal Caribbean only canceled the nine 23 and the 930 sailing. Um, in the
1: nine, I'm we're talking about the Puerto Rico that had no power, that still that doesn't. The whole, yes, the whole island is devastated, like,
0: yeah, and so, like. I called... This is another thing I never did when I was younger and traveling, but I never brought travel insurance.
1: <laughs> I still don't, I'm, I'm so messed up. I still know. i I
0: do sometimes. and Certain things I do. I won't say 100% of the time. It's usually like 10%. But <laughs> something about this one told me to. And I also think because the last trip that I went on was a cruise. And then the next day I was in the hospital for an emergency appendectomy. So I think All maybe right. I'm just a little shook. So that's why I did it. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah.
0: But yeah. So we're the insurance company is like, well, they're still cruising. So you ain't getting your money back. And I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> so really... well, I'm gonna get my ass on that plane and fly down there.
1: But I don't i i'm I'm really trying to wrap my mind around it. So you're getting on a plane to go to Puerto, to Rico, Puerto
0: Rico, and so pretty yeah. much now, Royal Caribbean understands the conditions of the island. And so apparently the sailing that was supposed to leave on nine thirty, they canceled that. The ship still came to Puerto Rico. It brought food and aid. It picked up some of the employees' families. Then it went to St. Thomas, did the same thing, went to St. Croix, and it's sailing back to Fort Lauderdale to drop all the people off. They're going to pick up more aid, water, food, come back to Puerto Rico, be there on 10-6, and we're supposed to be sailing out on
1: 10-7. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so... I... <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm I'm really mind blown right now. Yeah, okay. and so,
0: like, Carnival like canceled all of their... Fl- like cruises
1: i think which i think is the right thing and that's what
0: i i just assumed we weren't going like oh they're gonna cancel us too and i checked the website every day at two like they say and it's like nope (laughs) i'm like oh all right well i guess i'll start packing
1: that's crazy like i said i i i the only benefit of it that i see is um like, still bringing business to and the islands. That's but what, it's just...
0: That's what my friend said. Because I was like, I feel kind of guilty vacationing there right now. Or I won't be I'm staying in there. Like, literally, I, leaving the airport, getting on the boat, and then we go to some other islands. But I was like, I just... I feel some kind of way about vacationing in the Caribbean right now when so many people were devastated, lost everything... And that was her. She's like, her family's from St. Kitts and she's like, but they really need the money right now. And so. Yeah.
1: They do, they do need the money, but it's just, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I just, just feel like there's a better way to go about it. Giving them the money and like making sure they get the money and also making sure that people are not.
0: Yeah. Destitute. It's just, yeah. It's like, a, yeah, I think exactly. it's like a fine line. And so, yeah, I know three of the islands definitely weren't affected. Um, 'Cause they were um Saint Lucia, Barbados, Martinique. Those mm-hmm. three weren't touched at all. St. Kitts got a little bit, and then we were supposed to go to St. Martin, then they rerouted us to St. Croix, and then they rerouted us. That's rerouted us to Martinique. Um gotcha. and then the other two Antigua, that's the one I'm the most like <sighs> Because isn't that where they moved all the people from Barbuda who lost everything? Like the whole island was decimated, and they moved yep. them all to Antigua. And so I'm like, how the hell I'm gonna be sitting there frolicking on the beach, and these people have exactly. nothing. Exactly. So yeah, this it's,
1: is- also, it's also personally for you that's weird, but it's also like is it safe? Because a lot of people are, you know, they have nothing. Nothing. So literally, there's a lot of crime going on on these islands, and that's not even against these people, but literally, they have no choice. They have
0: nothing, yeah.
1: So that's another issue that I wouldn't think the yeah, want to even take on that,
0: that. And normally, I don't. Normally, I don't usually book too many of the excursions through the cruise line because they're expensive. So normally, I would wait till we got to the island and then got some cabbie outside. Like, can you take us to the beach? <laughs> right. But under these conditions, I, you know, I had said like, I feel bad for thinking this, but you got to be smart. I don't want to just get into somebody's cab. No, you like you oh here these rich Americans like
1: <laughs> you definitely can't play those games right now. Let me tell you yeah. something. If when when you have nothing, you will do anything. You will do
2: Take anything.
1: Yourself, feed your child, protect yourself. Put clothes on your back that you didn't have. Like you'll do anything, and it's nothing against them. Is that's just humanity.
0: Yes. So I too am shocked that Royal Caribbean is sailing. Um
1: Well, I mean, you know. But enjoy yeah it for what you can.
0: <laughs> But that's where I'll be <laughs> I told my friend I was like worst case I was like bitch it's a pool on this ship
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will sit up On that 17th floor And get a tan But you do, you do what you gotta do to enjoy that Cause I mean I guess they're forcing you to go So
0: Yeah cause I, it I, what it is. Yeah they're like nope I guess cause they cancel the other two They're not trying to come up off no more coins So yeah we'll see so but yeah thanks for coming on thanks for having me man
1: this was awesome dope to be on the other side of the podcast you know i'm so used to interviewing people i'm like i got a story to tell shit right (laughs) i just did my first podcast on the other
0: side last week so i can't wait to hear it
1: (laughs) dope man well thanks again for having me
0: no problem thanks Rondell. all right peace All right, guys, that's it for another episode of the Boonie Breakdown podcast. I want to thank Rondell again for coming on to be a dope guest. And I hope you follow him all on his social media and his website. He just had a pretty dope giveaway. You missed it. So you want to be sure to follow him. Also, I just wanted to follow up on some of the commentary at the end of the conversation about my cruise to Royal Caribbean. Um, I just got back yesterday and um, yeah, everything went fine. I will say you could still see the devastation in Puerto Rico and I was not really on the island. Just the transport from the cruise port to the airport, you could see the down power lines, the debris was everywhere. You saw roofs taken off and even the airport was operating uh, at a lower capacity with generators. Some of the airport was closed with no power. So yeah, I actually had a conversation with one of the workers they're at the airport and she said that they've only received like six hours of work. The food that they get from the government is terrible and the rations are way too low and they have a lot, a lot of needs. So being the person that I am, I got her personal contact information. I just emailed her this morning and she just emailed me back since she's at work and has access to some power with some of the things that the people in her neighborhood needs so I am going to do a uh, campaign to collect things. Uh, her name is Evelyn and she said that she would share anything that I sent with her neighbors in her neighborhood because so many of them are without and they're being told to prepare for six to seven months without power. And I don't <laughs> can't even fathom how one prepares for such a long time without electricity. So I will be posting on the website uh, ways that you can donate if you wish. I'm going to ship them directly to Evelyn. She sent me her address this morning. And the post office by her house is accepting donations. And even when I was in the airport, you could just see boxes and boxes of donations that people have sent from the states uh, to the people in Puerto Rico who need help desperately. So be on the lookout for that post this week. Um, but you guys know me I couldn't go there and vacation and not find some way to give back even though I did not stay in Puerto Rico um, so that's it I'll be on the lookout for that follow Rondell be sure to share this episode with the hashtags the boonie breakdown and the hashtag pod in and that is it until next time